You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.
beats close If I ain't learned nothing but love Then it's something to show And if I ain't got nothing but love I got something to show The first song we're going to talk about is Freewheeling Feeling. And I have to tell you, we've had Jack Temption, who wrote Peaceful Easy Feeling on the show. And this song does kind of remind me of that notion of a song about feeling. Instead of peaceful, you're freewheeling. And your music has been described, and let me know if I'm wrong, as having similarities to the Eagles and J.D. Souther and the whole California sound that they sort of get some credit for creating in the early 1970s. And so I really kind of felt this song being inspired by Glenn Fry when I was listening to it. Is there anything to this or am I off the mark? No, you're not off the mark, but it's funny that you mentioned J.D. Souther because he's from Amarillo, which is like two hours or an hour and a half north of Lubbock where I'm from. Amarillo, Texas is about as Texas as it can get. I met JD. I was uh, my first job in Nashville. I was valeting cars and it was a gosh almighty talk about an awful, thankless job. You know, I didn't really know who this guy was when he, he pulled up, but it was like one of those things I felt like I ought to know him because he kind of, he kind of spoke like and kind of talked like how I speak and talk. You know, there's definitely a West Texas dialect, but he pulled up on this damn rocket sled on rails, you know, this like little, BMW and got out, nice guy. And I wrote down his last name and I asked for his last name for his claim ticket. And I was like, oh, this is JD Souther. You know, and then I like started kind of talking with him. And I was like, hey, you know, I know you're from Amarillo, I'm from Lubbock and all this stuff. And so those songwriters, though, what JD does really well and what Don Henley does really well and Glenn Fry did really well is there's really interesting chord progressions and really honest lyrics. I wrote Freewheeling Feeling on the piano. It started really, really simple. And then when I got to the chorus, I wanted something. It felt really basic. It felt, you know, the meat of it, the bones of it was was this really simple thing. And then I started playing around with kind of slipping in some different progressions, you know, and and, not progressions, slipping in different chords into the progression. And which on for me, writing on piano kind of opens up my world a little bit. I feel like, you know, guitar is my primary instrument, but I'm kind of trapped sometimes in what, you know, when I pick up a guitar, I'll, I'll go to like one of three or four things because I'm only really ever working on lyrics. So when I sit down at a piano, I don't, I, I always, I feel like I always write differently at piano, but the lyric and the mood behind that song is I worry about 
everything, man. Like I'm, you know, I, I'm never not anxious and I've been trying to learn in the last couple of years of like, just kind of, you know, trusting in the nebulous and in the unknown. And when you can't see, you know, kind of what tomorrow is going to be, it could be anything. And that can be a good thing, you know, instead of only kind of like having that anxiety about this impending doom or whatever, just like trusting and that the fear of the unknown doesn't have to be this big fear. It can be, can be anything could happen. You know? There's this book out uh, that I'm going to read because I also feel these moments of never ending anxiety. I think we all do, especially during this pandemic. And I think it's called the anxiety loop written by a psychologist about how to break the cycle. Cause big part of it is you get stuck on something and, and you know what you're looking for? You're looking for a freewheeling feeling, but it's missing from the equation. But in it, he says, you need to focus on kindness and curiosity. To break the loop, you have to be curious about something else than what's causing your anxiety. And, and then also to focus on expressing kindness. And so I've been trying to do that in my own life. Yeah, it's a, it's a true thing, that anxiety loop. It's like, for me, the minute that I think that I'm out of it and I think about the anxiety, then I'm right back into it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'll have this moment throughout the day. I'm like, man, I felt pretty good today. I haven't thought about, you know, this hasn't been in the loop. And then all of a sudden it just hits that, that, that play button again. You know, I'll have to check that book out, but that feeling definitely like for me, I write songs because I love to write songs. And of course, songwriting is cathartic. Absolutely. I think that that's probably the the most common thread of writing songs, but I've dedicated so much of my life to it to where sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like it's a problem that I have to solve. I'm with Freewheel and Feeling. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. It's kind of been this reminder to myself to like, on the simplest terms, like try not to sweat the small stuff. Like I will drive myself crazy. I have driven myself crazy with that type of stuff. And so um, it was a... listening to what that piano demo is. And I hope to God that nobody ever hears it um, because my piano playing is not great. But from where that song started to where it is now is almost kind of night and day to go back and answer the original question. I think how the melody lays over the chorus and kind of the sentiment of the song, you know, it's probably absolutely inspired by the Eagles and that kind of 70s California stuff. All those those songs were country songs. They were country songs with a little bit of swagger and a little bit more groove. That's all that, you know, you listen to early Eagles stuff like that's to me what it sounds like. That's kind of, I don't know how I would describe my music, but I know that it's inherently country and that I want to have something that, you know, has a little bit of a groove to it. And so that's what the Eagles did the best. And we layer harmonies too. Yeah, you have a lot of that Eagles harmonics, but you also have throughout the album, and I do want to talk about this. I think it's more distinctive on some of the other songs, but it is on this song. There are definitely multiple guitars and not just guitar players and styles, but actual guitars. And you made me think about like, what kind of guitar are they playing that's making that sound and what 
what kind of style is it a slide at you know is finger picking is it flat picking but you talk about this gibson j50 that was given to you um by a friend who gave that to you and what's the story behind that a friend of our family one of my dad's friends bob he passed away and i played guitar with him like once several years ago and he had this beautiful 66 gibson j50 and for the people that aren't aware really out there of of what that guitar is for an amateur pick bob sold he sold cars you know for a car salesman that that's a hot rod you know it's a great guitar it's a hot rod guitar (laughs) yeah like it's a great acoustic guitar and it sounded so good and there was yellow on the binding you know from years of cigarette smoke and they just bob took care of that guitar though so well he took it out of that case and started picking on it I was like, oh my gosh, like, what is this guitar? I'd never seen, it had a narrower neck, which is something that Gibson did in the sixties to try to inspire kids. Cause you know, the Beatles were all the rage. So they were trying to inspire kids to start taking guitar lessons, you know? So they built this little narrower neck on those, on those models and guitar just felt great. And he was a good picker too. And we just, we traded songs back and forth and we played together and that was kind of it, you know? And, and unfortunately he passed away about a year, probably a year or two after that. And my dad called me and, uh, um, I, I got word that he, he left, they, uh, his family left me that guitar. It was a big deal for a couple of different reasons. One, it's like, to me, I can't put into words what that gift is just the instrument by itself. It's the best instrument I have in my house. It's something that I will keep my whole life and the amount of songs that it's had in it and the amount of songs I've written on it in the last couple of years the places that I've, I've gotten to take it, you know, like I use that guitar in the studio, the cool shows in Nashville, you know, like the bluebird stuff. I always kind of think like anytime that there's a moment that I know that needs to be a moment that I kind of keep in the old filing cabinet, I always kind of think, man, Bob would have thought this was really cool because he never would have thought this guitar would have seen what it's seen. I feel proud to be able to give it more life because the guitar is better than I'll ever be. So I talk about sound on this show a lot, and I've really been challenged to find words to describe sound. How would you describe the sound of the Gibson J50 guitar? Uh, Warm and honest, (laughs) you know? It's a full-bodied warm sound. It's not too dark. It's not too bright. For me, my road guitar, my road acoustic is a, a J45. It's on the darker side. I switched out the pickup in it. And it has a blend on it, so I can brighten it up a little bit. But it's a darker guitar than the, um, the J50 is. I do a lot of finger picking. What the J50 does for me that the J45 doesn't is when I'm finger picking on the J45, my like G and D string don't really have that resonance that the J50 does. It just doesn't you know vibrate completely through the guitar. You don't feel it in the neck like you do on the J50. If I could clone the J50, well and the thing is about the J50, about the one that I have, is if I could just swap all my acoustics for that guitar, I would. I just don't want to pay, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to keep buying that guitar. I'm really scared to take it out on the road because I've been very, very fortunate and like nothing crazy about having like gear stolen. Or, and so I know that the minute that I take that guitar out is the minute it's going to get stolen. I have this, and that, that could be um, an irrational fear. My J45 sounds great. It plays really well. If that guitar gets stolen, it's I'll I can replace it. You know, the J50 I could replace that guitar, but I can't replace Bob having given it to me. 
that's a real love story to a, a musical instrument. It's like, you know, I know you might have other loved ones in your life, but it's a special relationship with your guitar. So I find that very touching. It's given me so much. Yeah. Why would I not, you know? Yeah. It doesn't talk back to you either. well it does talk back but only when you make it talk back (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) luckily my my close relationships are pretty incredible but how many like friend relationships or relationships that people have that are so one-sided it's like yeah i don't put a lot of stock in like really loving tangible things you know but that guitar is it's just it's different it's got a pretty special spot in my heart so freewheeling feeling, there's a, I love your lyrics throughout the album, but there's a handful of lyrics that really caught my eye. The chorus, just finding my meaning and going about it my own way. I really like that. I really like, will you talk about, so when my skin turns to leather and my heartbeat slows, I mean, that really captures, oh, and here's one. We ain't searching for the finding, the finding is in the search. Yeah. Tell me about these things. What are you getting at? So if I have an interest in something, I have to know its backstory. I have to be knowledgeable in it. I think in life in general, there's so many questions that we're never meant to know the answer to. And talking about anxiety, that can be something that can bury you or throw you into an anxiety loop or whatever. And I think for anybody who wants to be knowledgeable in something, that you might not ever have the answer to. You have to have faith or you have to really find this internal peace with knowing that like you could study something your whole life and never really know the answer to it. And that'd be okay. You know? So for those lyrics specifically, it's kind of just a broad take on life. I think the, probably the meaning of life is way more simple than we think it is. It's when we start really digging, you know, is where we start making ourselves kind of crazy about it. You know, we overcomplicate life. It's we overcomplicate. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not supposed to be that difficult. I don't, maybe it is. I don't know, but (laughs) it's just the notion of like, you know, it's not the destination. It's the road to there and allowing yourself to realize that, you know? Yeah. Life isn't a static experience. It's a, you know, sort of ever evolving time continuum and, That's a road of sorts, a time road that we're all on. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.